I want to cry. This is one of those times where I wish Mark Zuckerberg was recording me and I could hit up Facebook and be like, hey, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys record my screen all the time. I just was talking in a mic that wasn't recording for probably 30 minutes. I said pretty great stuff and it's gone. Can you retrieve that to me and send it over? Thanks. Nope, I can't do that. So instead, we're recording again. <laughs> what will come up this time? I don't know. I'm just gonna say I'm a little sad. That, that, I could have won an Emmy for that. That was uh, something else, but we're gonna roll with it. We're gonna roll with it. Maybe it's the universe saying, you can do it 10 times better. That was the rough draft. We're writing the final paper now. We're in the finals, okay. Wow, where to begin? Oh my gosh, if I can retrace my thoughts all the way back, I'm gonna, <laughs> I deserve another Emmy. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna remember all of this. So we started at, I was talking about, well, gosh, Oh, where do I start from what I was just saying? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna start from what I was just saying. No, I think I need the whole thing. I'm gonna start from the beginning. Okay, this is what we were talking about. The mind, I was just thinking about how much I think and how judgments are there so much I think because they're easy do you know what I mean coming from a place of the heart uh, which is compassion and understanding and it's not based off of fear because it's not from our animal brain the heart doesn't respond from that place it responds from you know in spiritual terms they'd say the third eye um your pineal gland to to come from that place is different that's our human brain that's the part that's like hmm is this person trying to hurt me i don't think so when we're coming from our animal brain it's very survival mode it's very much just making reactions, quick decisions based off of past experiences. So it's not that great at deciphering whether someone, uh, a saber-toothed tiger is about to kill you or if someone's just making eye contact with you. My dad literally like <laughs> feeling threatened right now. I shouldn't laugh. This is what men were taught to be threatened by other men, to that if they look you in the eye, they're trying to fight you. So that's our animal part of the brain that decides, oh, this person's looking at me, punch him, so that you're protected. But the human part of our brain, or yes, the human part, not the animal part, would not react from that place. It would react from, I understand that in the past, things have happened but that doesn't mean they're happening right now and that's why 
looking back to the past to see your childhood and the things that have happened are, is so important because it's what shows you what triggers you. It shows you where you were hurt in the past in order to realize that that is not just because that happened was once doesn't mean it's going to happen again one you might also just react based on off of how your parents reacted so you know if my parents had a bad experience with a certain type of person or yeah right like i don't know growing up in america it was like we don't like the irish we don't like the italians we don't like black people we don't like asian people right like you're taught that so then you grow up thinking oh yeah they're bad because somewhere something happened either that's the case or we all haven't awakened to the fact that we are <laughs> all the same we are literally on a planet where we just we just come out of nowhere where do we come from <laughs> where do humans come from that something and is made in a woman <laughs> a consciousness a consciousness greater than any other on this planet right that what we're capable of the human experience is the finest experience no one's arguing that it's the best experience um but we should treat it as such but I'm getting angry. I shouldn't get angry. The whole point of this is to realize that, like, yeah, is it fucking annoying when you're aware that, oh my god, it's a gift to be on this planet. Why the hell am I working a nine-to-five? Who's the one in charge? Who said I have to do this? Because it's absolutely insane and I'm tired of it. And I quit. And I don't want to do it anymore. I want to be a human. I want to wake up when I want to next to the people that I love and smile and be, oh, wow, thank you, Sky. Thank you, son. Oh, my, what a gift. Thank you. And I can wake up and stroll out of my dirt home that's made out of the earth because the earth is our home. And we walk out and we say, hello, hello, everyone who's just like me. Hello, my friends. Hello, my family. You are my family and they see it in everything that exists in every animal and bug and form the air the water moisture wind they're all gifts and we can't even stop to appreciate it because somewhere along the line someone said you need to earn your worth here you need to earn a living you're not allowed to just have one. You need to earn one, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. How and why do I need to earn a living? I was brought here. It was magic. I just came out of nowhere. What do you mean I need to earn a living? And we're so angry at each other. We're trying to find someone to blame. Whose fault is it that my life is like this? That's what we do with all of our pain. Anytime we're triggered by anything, we say, whose fault is it that I feel like this? Because it sure ain't mine.
Why would I do this to me? Someone else must have done it. It's weird because it's like... We don't realize that it doesn't matter who did it. Maybe the, it keeps being done because there was never forgiveness along the way. Because someone was so ashamed of their actions that they didn't tell anyone. And so the repressed feeling that they have of the event lives in everything. Everything brings up their pain in that devastating moment. And so you have a child and everything it does, you have to react a certain way. My dad's literally going through it right now. He keeps yelling at everyone. If I have to work, you have to work. If I have to do this, you have to do this. That's another thing because it's not fair that I have to do it. I don't want to do this. I want to play. My dad wants to play. He comes home and I would get annoyed. He'd come home and not walk blue. And I'm like, gosh, he, you know, he was the first one to come home. Why can't he walk blue? And, and he comes home and the first thing he does is play the guitar. And he plays it for hours because he just wants to play because since he was a little boy and he lost his father and his mother was depressed he had to work immediately and he had uncles who grew up in a time where you had to fight everyone that's all people were doing was just beating the shit out of each other so my dad grew up to be tough and not to trust anybody a whole generation did actually because we the conscien the consciousness is one we all do grow together that's why we are in tune with each other because everything on the same magnitude is happening everywhere i'd like to add i don't know anything blah 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 i'm just talking <laughs> just speculation it's just a different one I feel like sharing it So now a generation grows up being a certain way. They think they have to earn a living. They think everything's about, I don't know, capital. It is, it's about capital, how much money you have. It's weird, humans are weird animals because uh, I feel like they base whether you're allowed to live or not based on what you look like and how much of an imaginary thing you have called money, which really is status. Um, I, I do want to give some credit to myself. I have a bachelor's in psychology. I've done some of my master's in social work. I've read a lot of books. I just feel like I do know in a way some of this stuff. This is history. This is social history. Um, so an entire generation grows up this way and um, their wealth is based or their worth is based off of money and looks and we see this in studies where um, they would put someone on a they'd put like a jury they wouldn't tell them like you know what what's going on or whatever they just use a jury and they found that if the um, victim was quote unquote like you know just pleasing to the eye 
they would think they were innocent. Even if they were a criminal, they found that more times out of ten, they still would make them, they would um, all agree not guilty. But if the, based on the beauty standard of the time, I guess, if the victim was uh, a not attractive person, according to what the beauty standard is, and they were found guilty, uh, and they were on trial, the jury would more times out of ten find them guilty. So we see that we like you based on what you look like. If you look, you know, attractive to us, you are, you're good, even if you kill people. But if you're not, uh, you know, we don't think so highly of you. Unless you have money. So that's the other thing. If you have status and money, you can do whatever you want. Just give us that thing. So yeah, humans are a weird animal for many reasons. But probably because we're at, that's, that's all survival, right? It's kind of like, I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many worldviews. Um, so, you know, maybe it could be an alternate reality where everything I'm saying is bullshit. <laughs> That's what's fun about the world. And this is, um, what I talked about in my previous, um, recording that disappeared, which, you know, it's all coming back to me now. Um, so in the first one, I was talking about this book, um, so I'm reading this book by Carlos Castaneda called Journey to Ixlan. And this is a true story. This guy, Carlos, went to Mexico in the 60s or 70s. And he met a Native American named Don Juan. Um, he is a Yaki. Yaki? Oh, I should, I should learn how to pronounce it. Yaki sorcerer. Yaki Native American sorcerer. In the book it says Indian, but... And he found him in Mexico. So he was studying under him, because he originally went out to, like, learn about psychedelic plants. And... Um, the Don Juan talked about stopping the world. And the whole concept is that when we're born, every adult around us gives us a box and they fill it, or we are an empty vessel. This is all not complicated. We're blank slates, although some people like to believe we're born evil. Maybe, you know, maybe that is a thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is evil. You know, there's um, a shaman who... He's, um, he practices with ayahuasca in Peru. And they call him the dragon because... Um, he many times has been visited by a dragon in the spiritual realm when um, doing rituals. And so he kind of says like you know we've been using ayahuasca for thousands of years and uh there's stuff on this planet that you just don't see because we are not on the same frequency there are other energies there are dragons there are fairies there are gnomes like there's lots of things they're energy they're spirits 
their type of energy and they come and they're playful and weird and blah 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 and so what is that <laughs> and you know people like you people make fun of it for because because we we are afraid of what we don't understand right so we can't even fathom that uh, there's things walking around we don't see that's terrifying I don't believe you I don't believe you you're a liar and a thief no you're just a liar but you are you're a thief of my time for, by telling me these lies so we don't believe it because terrifying right but no it's not nothing is scary once you understand it so literally if there's something that's scary go into it because then you'll learn and uh, then you won't be scared and you'll have acquired another badge in life. <laughs> and by badge, I, I literally mean how many experiences can you accumulate because uh, that's my goal. I just want to experience everything. Why wouldn't I? I'm here for a very short time and there's a lot to do here. It's an amusement park. We were plopped onto an amusement park that also has pain but doesn't need to have suffering, right? Because fun is is ups and downs. That's what a roller coaster is. That's what fun is. It's the ups and downs of life. You can't, you need both. You can't have right without left or up without down, as Thich Nhat Hanh would say. We need it all. So, uh... Yeah, we're brought to this place. Okay, so let's go back to the concept of stopping the world. Hi, this is the following day. I just re-listened to that recording. And <clears throat> as much as I enjoy uh, how everything is in everything, so I bounce around a lot... I would like to um, go back to main points that I was trying to make. So I was talking about Don Juan and how he introduced the concept of stopping the world to Carlos Castaneda. And I was explaining that when we're born, we're clean slates. Um, and we are basically indoctrinated into a reality, right? We're born. So wherever you're born, if you're born in America, the indoctrination kind of looks like, hey, you're going to go to school for X amount of years. You're going to go to elementary school, middle school, and high school. Then you need to go to college because you can't get a job without going to college. And, uh, then you're just going to work forever until you're 65 and uh, then you could start enjoying your life. But you have to work for a very long time before you do that. And um, here's the things that we do in this society and here's things that are not normal that you shouldn't do. So like Ben, my partner, gave like a pretty extreme example. Like say you're a little kid and um, you start eating your shit. And someone's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Stop. Then you're like, whoa, okay, I, I guess I can't do that. So, right, there's this indoctrination. We learn what's right and wrong, what we can do and what we can't do. 
And uh, some things are, you know, like, we should probably question why the, so that's the whole point is that he's saying stopping the world as in stopping the world in a, in a sense that usually our world stops when something abnormal happens. Um, when, you know, every day you wake up at the same time, you get ready for work, you drive to work, there's not a traffic or there is traffic. And so right, there's these norms but then there's also like abnormalities and those things kind of help stop the world. Like COVID was a huge stopping of the world um, in the sense that like, you know, it wasn't normal. And uh, our routines changed and a different reality was presented to us because his point is that there are an infinite amount of realities. They're all real. They all exist. Uh, some are better than others. If I said this already, I'm sorry. But, um, like, our rea- the reality of America probably isn't the best one. There are parts of it that are really good, but the fact that we are disconnected from nature, we um, are destroying nature, we blow through resources at an un unnecessary rate and um, at least that's what it looks like right I, I don't know it's just what it looks like we sit in uh, off cubicles all day we, we look more robotic I think than human and our reality is that people who live in uh, huts and you know don't wear clothes and uh, eat the food right in the forest we're like oh those are that's barbaric they're uncivilized right that's our reality that we were indoctrinated into but is that the best reality is it so that's the whole point of stopping the world is realizing that your way of living is not the only one and it might not be the best one and yeah, I don't know. And that also made me think of, I don't know, I, I'm listening to this guy on YouTube and he he talks about these um, popular political figures and he kind of like bashes their beliefs. And uh, he, like, puts up clips clips of their beliefs. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy that this is someone's worldview. And, uh, you know, we all hate... Everyone is just like, oh, I hate the right. I hate the left. Everyone just, like, hates the other. And it's so funny listening to everyone's arguments on either side. Because they're all kind of saying the same thing. They can't even hear that... They essentially are saying the same thing. And also, each side's trying to repress the other in a different way. And it makes me really sad that um, 
it just feels like because we've lost touch with what it is to be a human and what the human experience is about, we, we are really repressed. We don't know where to find meaning, right? Because the meaning was taken away. The magic of being here feels like it was taken away. Because where's the magic when I, I'm working every day in order to live? sorry I'm outside and I'm you know when you don't focus on one thing everything's kind of either in or out of focus and then you can see everything around it moving I'm like I'm just looking at the grass I'm not really focusing on a point and the wind's blowing in it just looks incredible it looks like every blade of grass is dancing in this crazy in unison I don't know and that's what I mean, like, this is so simple, and yet it's incredible. And we are, it feels like we've been taken away from this simplicity. So we, we have to find meaning in, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, I really don't. On another note, my therapist, my family therapist was telling my dad that, well, he was telling all of us that the world is run by children, unhealed children. And if you look at it that way, you see a lot of things. You start to see a lot of, of stuff. It makes you look at public figures like, you know, everyone hates Mitch McConnell or Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, Donald Trump, right? There's a lot of hatred because these are people who make decisions for the mass majority of people and it, it affects their lives and uh, they don't make the best decisions. They really don't. So there's a lot of anger right? Like, what the hell? Why are you doing this? And we, we hate them. And if you think about it as though, yeah, you know what? These were once children who were brought up. We have no idea what their upbringing was like. You know, if you think about Donald Trump, like his upbringing, he had a really rich father who did not give him any love really or personal time or just threw money at him you know so then you grow up and you're like well uh I don't know what love is really I never got it but I did get money and uh I grew up around people who that's all they care about too because that's all they had was money and not love and quality time so this is a huge driving factor for the decisions they make so uh because we want to be loved and accepted and taken care of and if we don't get that you know people do a lot of crazy stuff because of that so if we look at the world like that and this is it's all coming full, full circle see I'm not crazy I ramble, but I'm not crazy. 
This is where coming from the heart and coming from the mind are very different places and they're both, we need to distinguish the difference and know when to act from the, or try to act from the heart on a more regular basis because when we come from the heart, we're coming from a place of love and compassion and understanding. So it's not easy. We have to learn it, right? Learn it. Love is a learned behavior. Um, they've done... It's a fact that babies who are not touched or shown affection... Like, infants who aren't touched will die. Um, we need... Uh, if a child is raised by animals, it does not have any social does not know how to so it becomes an animal so the thing that distinguishes us from being a pure animal to being an animal and a human the thing that distinguishes us is love i i i think the ability to love other if we can't do that we're an animal and we're just trying to survive so we have to learn how to love and so far on my journey of learning how to love um, I learned we have to love all exclude none and that's really hard and where you find that it's really hard to love someone that's where your work lies why, why is it really hard to love this person and it comes back to judgments, right? We make weird judgments. That's the mind all day along, all day long. We judge ourselves and each other. That's the mind. That's not the heart. The heart wouldn't judge. The, the heart would say, I understand your pain because I've experienced the same thing just differently. And I understand that you just want to be loved and understood and to enjoy your time here and uh, I'm sorry you were hurt and I'm sorry that you have pain and I don't and if I can help you not suffer I can't take your pain away right the pain will always be there no matter how much healing we do there is always pain but we don't have to suffer suffering is reliving the pain but just knowing that the pain is there and saying, ah, oh, it's okay. Ramdas's guru said, isn't it all perfect? And he said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what about the Holocaust? What about slavery? What about all these terrible things that are happening? And his guru said, isn't it all perfect? Because at the end of the day, I think that is the nature of the universe and I think that the more we heal these hurt children that are inside of all of us right so the, again the world is run by hurt children imagine that the world being run by children who have experienced trauma and pain and they're making decisions that are affecting everybody if we can all heal those hurt children what would the world be like How extreme 
would we hurt each other so much? Or as much? Wouldn't it be less? So that we're not passing down trauma. Because we're dealing with our own. And then we're finding, you know, trauma from the past. From our ancestors. And we're healing that. And we're forgiving them. And we're forgiving ourselves for the mistakes we made when we were ignorant and we weren't aware of our pain we can forgive ourselves and each other for being ignorant because we're human at the end of the day and we're all making mistakes and we're all doing the best we can all the time even though it doesn't look like it sometimes we are we're doing the best we can with what we know so the more we know the better we can do so it's just like being that change and everyone you encounter loving them and accepting them and the more I learn about like like my parents are the, very hard for me to that they're where my work lies because they've quote unquote hurt me and uh, it's hard for I it's hard for me when they act from that place of pain because you know they're unaware of their actions and how they're coming from a place of the past and of pain so when they act that way towards me it's really hard for me to you know see them as a hurt child I see them as an adult and I'm like are you kidding me can you work on your shit so you stop hurting me but they they're trying they're, they're coming to family therapy and you know, they're, they're hurt children. And the more I see them that way, the more compassion I have for them. The other day, me and Ben went to ShopRite and we were getting something from the hot bar. And the guy was like, excuse me, you can't use that container. And in the past, I'd be like, what the fuck? That guy's a dick. Like, he didn't need to react that way. But I don't know his life. I don't know his story. What if they're, like, screaming at him at the shop, right, you know? And he's afraid. He's coming. That's all anger is. It's fear. It's just covered up in... Fear comes in many forms. Anger seems to be the most prevalent one, especially in America. We're just angry because we're afraid. So... Sure, I could be like, wow, that guy's a dick. Or I could be like, wow, he's really afraid. And then still be kind to him. And love him. And maybe change the way he thinks. Because if I'm coming from a place of, oh, sorry about that. You know, then he's like, oh, okay, they didn't yell at me. You know, I think we're all children who are afraid to get yelled at again or whatever the thing that was scary that happened when we were little, you know? Well, I think I've said enough for today and for yesterday. I think I've said enough. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I would love to hear from you. So, um, my Instagram is cosmic.triggers. If you don't have Instagram, you can, uh, maybe I should make an email. 
But you can also find me on patreon.com slash cosmic triggers with Sam. Because we have a little community there where we meet once a week. And we talk about all this stuff. And it's great. I love you very much. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.